You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. Hey friends, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being part of my tribe. I love making new friends and I'm glad you are with us. So while we're chatting, I want to introduce you to a new friend I met online. However, it turns out that we live just two hours apart from each other. And last week I had to be away in her town. So we set up an appointment to meet at Cracker Barrel and three and a half hours later, we said goodbye. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, I, I say so many times, I used to tell my children, don't make friends online. It's not a good idea. You have to know them in person before you before you actually are friends online, right? So now my life is totally backwards. I'm meeting people online and then meeting them for coffee or lunch. <laughs> <laughs> How things so, change, right? <laughs> it's so true. But we had such a good time talking and this is just a great opportunity to bring Crystal on to share with you. And uh, she's got a, a really wonderful story of God's faithfulness in her life. And I think his pursuit of her um, always with his arm around her, keeping an eye on her. Um, I'm so excited that she's jumping on with me right now. This was totally spontaneous. A um, couple hours ago, we said, well, let's just jump on and record. So so here we go. So Crystal, why don't you just take a second and introduce yourself? Okay. I am uh, Crystal Lloyd and um, my husband, uh, Kenny Lloyd, and I have two um, young adult children. One is married and she has our first grandbaby. So we're excited about that. And then our son in a few days, he's told me today it was 15 days from now, and he will be 21 years old. So he's counting down. <laughs> so wow, that is, you know, that's the gist of who I am. You know, I'm just um, trying to live a more surrendered life and obedient life to God and uh, no more running <laughs> from, from what the Lord has called me uh, to do. So that's, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> well, it's a, it's definitely a time of transition in your life because your kids have moved from childhood and adolescence to young adulthood and, and life has completely changed. Yes. It's the empty nest syndrome it's really sad. It's really lonely. <laughs> I was like, I want my children back. I want everybody to live, you know, together. But then, you know, you have to let them go and just trust that the Lord has them. Uh, he's, he's got them. He's taking care of them, just like he did me. Uh, so I just have to trust <laughs> uh, and pray for them. Yep. And, you know, it's funny. I sometimes I think to myself, I wish we were all living at home together. I wish all my children were still here. And then I think the reality of that would actually really irritate me because I would be like, grow up already, go get a job. Why don't you have an apartment or a house or, yes. why? you know, so I think um, it's mixed feelings. It's a weird stage and um, we want them to grow up, but yet those memories are so sweet and the times we have with them in our homes 
problems are, it is so wonderful that it's kind of like, we want that to hold on forever. So, yes. so for the young moms listening, treasure all these moments, take yes. all the videos, get extra yes. storage for your phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then get extra for your grandbaby someday because, oh yes, you'll start all over. Yeah. So, yeah, and my son is talking about after he finishes um, school, he uh, is thinking about moving out. And I'm I'm just like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for my baby to, to get, you know, out and be completely empty nesters, I guess, empty nesters. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just not ready. But, yeah. you know, if that's, yeah. uh, if that's what I have to do, I will be at their house knocking on their door. Can mommy come visit? <laughs> yeah, there's a book. I'm not sure if you ever saw, I think it's called love you forever. And um, yes. the, the mama ends up crawling up the ladder and climbing into her son's house because she says, I love you forever. I like you for always, for always, forever. My baby you'll be. And that yes. is, yeah, I, that brings tears to my eyes whenever yes. I read that book. And every time I read that book, I think I cry. I love that book. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think part of where we are in our lives, um, it also brings us to a point where we're looking back a lot Um, because our lives are changing in in this um, moving. Our children are adults now. it, It really puts us in a place of introspection and um I don't know, just new things. So I want to take a step back in your story and I don't know how far you want to go back. Um, Maybe about the home you were raised in. Um, Do we want to go back there? Well, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, uh, but my mom did tell me about Jesus um, and she sung, you know, songs to me uh, because she was Oh, man, she could sing. It's so beautiful. And my mom and dad never married. My mom had me when she was 14 years old, uh, a single parent, single mom. I'm I'm just thankful that she chose life for me. Yeah, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Your mom was really young when when she when you were born, like that's really young. So I can't imagine she had her own apartment or her own house she had do you remember living with like grandma and grandpa or were you really just you and your mom uh no because my mom had my my sister uh within we're like less than two years apart so I've always remembered you know my sister and then uh, and then later on she had uh another daughter which is my sister and then she also had my brother so my mom had four kids all together. So I've always just remembered my sister, uh, my sisters and brother. And I remember my mom telling me that she lived with her dad um, for a little while. And, and then she married my sister and my brother's dad. So um, she married him and, and I, you know, I, thought that he was my dad for a long time. I didn't really know yeah. that he wasn't yeah. my dad. Yeah. And then I was told differently, you know, uh, which it's okay. You know, it's worked out. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to hear. Um, so you grew up in a home where you knew you were loved. You had people around you. You had your siblings were close to you and you you knew your mom loved you. Um, yeah, I knew. I knew. Um, 
you know, that we were, we were all loved and she did the best that she could uh, for us, you know, mostly being single, uh, a single parent. And so she did, she did the best she could. And, and, and she did, she loved us and uh, told us, you know, sung Jesus loved me all the time to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember that always. Um, It was a struggle just because of things that I had went through, not uh, with my mom, but other things we'll not talk about much of that (laughs) tonight. Yeah. um, So uh, growing up was a little tough, you know, um, but uh, we knew our mom loved us and, um, but going through some trauma in my life um, really uh, was hard. It was hard. And, but I remember when I was in seventh and eighth grade, uh, around that time, I was praying and I was praying for my husband because I had seen my mom abused, um, physically abused uh, by uh, my stepdad and um, seen her with black eyes and seen her with bruises and, you know, all these things and uh, I witnessed so much trauma uh, but I remember praying for a husband and I remember, Lord, I pray for a husband that will read his Bible with me and who will have green eyes. <laughs> so I threw that in there. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember where I was and the Lord told me that I was going to marry a preacher and i would never heard the Lord spoke to me before. And like I said, I I was seventh and eighth grade. I was a young girl just praying for my husband because I didn't want to have a husband that I had seen my mom, you know, get abused and and hurt. And so I wanted something different in my life. And he, God had told me that I was going to marry a preacher. So you didn't really grow up going to church, but yet you knew how to pray. Where do you think you learned that? Well, when we, before my mom remarried, we lived in a set of projects or apartments. And there was a small church within that uh, set of projects. And we would walk up to the projects or ride the church bus. And I remember getting saved there at that church. It's so special to my heart, even today in my, in my hometown of Newport. And I remember getting baptized there. And so then she, you know, remarried and then we moved out of that set of projects. So I'd been going there and, uh, you know, going to Sunday school and learning and trying to read my Bible. And I would even stand up in with my sisters and read the Bible for them. And like I was teaching the Bible, you know, when I was younger and I would be like, sit down. Uh, I want to teach you the Bible. I want to read you the Bible. And the one sister was younger, so she had not be there very long. But the other sister, I remember her sitting there and just letting me teach her and read her the Bible. That That is a really big encouragement to people who are Sunday school teachers, who are driving the church bus, who are yes. doing ministry in their neighborhood. Because sometimes I think that could be really discouraging. We could believe that 
you know, we don't really know what's going to happen and we don't know what's going to happen with these kids. But just hearing you say that is gives hope to say, you know what, the things that you're doing, the work that you're doing right now has value and, you know, it's going to change. It can, and it's going to change the life of a little person. Oh, it changed my life, you know, forever. And, and you don't know how long you have that child um, because something may happen, you know, like the mother or the father getting remarried and moving out of the area. So take every opportunity just to pour into them, into their lives while you have them. And I will forever be grateful to that small church because uh, I remember that is where I, I truly gave my heart to the Lord. Even though I ran from the Lord, I was saved, but I ran from the Lord and ran from like, you want me to marry a preacher? I, I, I don't know about that God. <laughs> so I ran and then I got, you know, as the older I got, um, I started, you know, being pretty wild. I always started drinking and started partying and having sex and doing some things I shouldn't have been doing. But always in the back of my mind, I always knew that the Lord wanted me to marry a preacher. I didn't really know how that was going to happen. <laughs> right. What does that look like right now? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never heard the Lord speak to me before. I mean, nobody ever taught me that, hey, the, the, the Lord speaks to you when you read your, you know, his word or when you pray. It kind of scared me, honestly. Anyway, so I uh, was out living uh, a pretty wild life and um, God intervened, basically, and I was put in a foster home. Today, I could say that that's the best thing that ever happened to me because I had quit school. And when that happened, I hadn't always made to go back to school. And when I went back to school, I was invited to a church. And by this time, I'm older. I'm a teenager, you know, and this church had a lot of teenagers and uh, a good youth minister and his wife. And they just poured into me. And then that's where I met my husband. You know, he, at first he was dating someone, I was dating someone, and then we got together and I mean, he was leading the Bible study one night and the Lord opened my eyes to him and I was like, oh, wow, that's the man I'm going to marry. So did, did you think, did you think at that time, I wonder if he's, did you ask him, are you planning on being a preacher in the future? No, I had already knew that some, you know, with him leading Bible study and helping out in the church or, you know, whatever I had, I knew that. And I, I, you know, I had, he was with somebody, I was with somebody and it's just like the Lord just opened my eyes when he was teaching God's word at a Bible study, just a small little Bible study that we were at. And I was just like, wow. And so we got together and we knew that we were called to be in the ministry. And we also knew that we were called to break the cycle that from, you know, our family and from uh, being Christians where we didn't grow up in a Christian home. So we knew our calling. We knew it 100%. And then, you know, my husband started out as the young adult minister. Then he became the associate pastor and then the senior pastor. And we were with this church for 
18 years. Uh, we love this church. I mean, we were in the youth group with this same church, some of those um, same people. And uh, we had our babies. We got married and we had our babies. And, uh, you know, we we just loved them. This was our life. We gave basically most of our life, most of our time to the church and to church people um, because we love them. And we knew 100% this is what we were called to do. When you were running, it's, you know, when, when we're running from something, I think it builds like an anxiety in us when we're running because we know we're going against what we should be doing. And so I can imagine you just had a huge piece when you you just stepped in to what God had called you to. You just were able to rest. Yes. Yeah. Well, and at that time, you know, um, I had like I said, I had been put in a foster home and then went back to school and then and got involved in the youth group. And and then I had turned my life around. Uh, there was no more drinking and there's no more partying and there's no uh, things like that. So I was, you know, reading God's word again. I was praying uh, to God again. And then me and my husband, you know, got together and Then he had those beautiful green eyes. And so I just knew it was meant to be. (laughs) Absolute bonus. Like you hit the jackpot. I know. Yeah. I mean, just like, uh, you know, I just uh, was just praying for a husband to read his Bible with me. And then, uh, you know, I'm seventh, eighth grade. I just love green and love the green eyes. And I was like, hey, Lord, you know, that man, you know, give me a man with green eyes. (laughs) And so... Um, but anyways, we have uh, been married almost 26 years now. So, um, wow. but of course, we we were in the ministry and some things happened and uh, conflict arose in, within the church. And we were, uh, we were devastated, yeah, just uh, devastated. Uh, but during the time, I also felt like God was calling me to preach and teach and speak. And I had shared that with somebody in our community. And she had told me that to give that to my husband, uh, to give those ideas to my husband, to let him preach it, let him speak it. And that broke my heart because I knew, I knew what the, what God was calling me to do. And, but I never told anybody else after that. I, I never, because I felt like I, I needed her permission. I needed people's permission. And I know, you know, my family, some of my family members didn't really agree with women preaching or women teaching. And and so I, I didn't really share that. And so I got really discouraged in the church. And then again, uh, some conflict arose. And we we questioned God. Um, you know, we're, I thought we were supposed to be in the ministry. Because right, we ended up leaving, and it was our choice, but we we were clear that they wanted us to leave. And so, and the verse that kept going on and on and on over in my head was, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And, and that's the, we left because that was the only way we knew how to keep the peace. Um, and when I had also done the study with our women in 
um, the unglued study by Lisa Turkhurst, making wise choices in the midst of raw emotions. And my daughter had witnessed some people coming unglued on my husband. And so I didn't want to react in the same way. Again, reminding myself that we love we love these people. We had been with them since our, our youth ages. And we had been with this same church 18 years. So we really had just prayed about it and decided that, you know, it's it's time to go. It's time to go. But then when we did, we we questioned God, you know, like, why did this happen, Lord? Why? You know, I other minister friends had left in a good, positive way, and they even went to serve other churches. And we were just leaving. We didn't have another church that we were going to. Uh, we just wanted to keep the peace. So you exited out of ministry completely and, yes. and just went back to vocation, just something, just a job, not ministry anymore. Yes, yes. Well, and I never was really full time in the ministry, like paid, you know. Um, so I had a job uh, and then my husband just had to find a job um, afterwards. But, you know, our intentions were, were never to to leave the ministry altogether. But then we were so hurt and so angry and so confused that we could not go back into the ministry. And, and there's been some opportunities throughout the years, but we, we just, we just could not find ourselves doing that again because, because we guarded ourselves. We put a wall up and we didn't want to get hurt again. Um, so yeah, that was, it, it's very hard to think about going back into the ministry because getting hurt and and then seeing my husband hurt again and then my children we don't we we forget sometimes that the children get hurt in that as well like i had said that my daughter had saw some people coming unglued on her daddy and i i didn't want to react in that way but i also wanted to protect my children as well and what they had saw and and she had saw that, so she was begging us, Mommy, let's leave, let's leave, let's not go to church. I don't want to go to church. And I mean, it was very hard seeing my children go through this. And then my son didn't quite understand. And when we left and then we started visiting other churches, he would always cry and be like, I want to go back to my church. I want to go back to my church because that's all he they knew was that church. And so it was, it was very hard. I mean, we don't, you know, we, we think about the pastor and the pastor's wife getting hurt, but we forget uh, sometimes there's children involved and they get hurt as well. And so I wanted to protect them as much as I could. So we avoided our hometown. So we lived in Gatlinburg, Tennessee at the time. So we basically shopped in Gatlinburg or we came to Sevierville and shot, we did not go in our hometown because people weren't very nice to us or they wanted to ask us questions or just, and I couldn't relive it every single day that I saw somebody. And I didn't want my children to have to relive what had happened every day. So we kind of just, we kind of 
sheltered ourselves and sheltered our children and stayed within our home and um, and went to a different community to shop and to spend our time. Well, it was a small town. And I think that's probably one factor for sure. Um, so a- as you processed through this and took some time away, how did God start to work on your heart? How did he mend that and, and form you during that time? Well, it, you know, it has really been years. I have stayed in the hurt and the pain. And every time I thought that I would get involved in something that maybe the church that we were attending or are attending, um, that I would get involved, I would have this anxiety and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm the little simple things. So I stayed, I really stayed hurt, but something happened in our lives recently. And a young man in our community, um, had passed away and we loved him so much. And we attended church with him and my husband married him and his wife. And, she had put on Facebook that he was not feeling well. And the Lord told me to go and visit with them. In, and within a few weeks or a month or so, he passed away. And the Lord told me to go and visit them. And I knew that I had been disobedient, you know, with that. Oh, so you, so you didn't, you didn't go visit them? I, I, I didn't. Um, and so I, I was so hurt that I didn't do that. But also during this time, I got COVID and I struggled with COVID because I have Addison's on top of COVID. And so when I asked the Lord, because I told God, you know, when we left, I was hurt. I was angry. I told God I was done with ministry. I was done with church people. I was done, 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 done <laughs> and never to go back. And then when COVID happened, I started really really pouring my heart out to God and asking God, you know, are you done with me, God? I mean, have I fulfilled my calling? Have I fulfilled my purpose for this life? And God had showed me this, like the Holy Spirit started speaking to me again and, you know, letting me know that even though I had been running and I had been putting all these walls up and avoiding God, God said, just because you've been running, your calling hasn't changed. And so I really, that's where the change in my heart came from. And I was like, okay, God, and you know, just no more running, God. I want to be obedient because I knew that I wasn't obedient in what the Lord was telling me to do when he told me that to preach and speak and, and to share my story years ago. And then when he told me to go and visit this young couple and then he passes away, I knew that I had been disobedient to the Lord. And it just worked on you, right? It just, it felt yucky. feels yucky when you realize that you had been disobedient. Yes. So when you feel like God has called you to share your story. Are you talking the story of being hurt by the church or are you talking going back to your childhood? I mean, just your situation yes. is very unique of, of yes. growing up. 
Yeah. Uh, back when we were in the ministry and God called me to, you know, uh, I feel like God called me to preach or uh, speak and share my story. It was about the trauma that I had went through, um, you know, and to teach God's word and to preach God's word. And so I, I didn't feel like I had, you know, got that permission. So, um, so I just let that go. I just let that die. And I was honestly, when we left the church, I was relieved that nobody ever had to know that God had asked me to do that. Um, so I was like, but then, of course, I was done because I was hurt. It's interesting to me that you were done with church. You were done with church events. You were done with church people. But yet yeah. you were not done with God. You right. continued to talk to God. You continued to seek out. And, you know, it's that, it's that um, you know, he's in your heart. He's staying with you. He's he's not going to leave you. He's going to uh, be with you through your life and through your choices. And then, you know, just gently tugging on your heart and bringing you back and and to that place of healing. And I um, even though the circumstances were difficult, it's those very circumstances that grow us. And so I see like this primary story is when you were a child and growing up through all the trauma. And then there's the secondary story that God is building and through that church hurt and then the, the healing of it and moving you on to where you are now. So he doesn't waste anything. He uses all of it. Yes. I believe those, uh, those years that, you know, we've been out of the ministry for years now and, uh, and like second guests are calling and all that, but I don't believe for a second, those years were, are wasted at all, at, at all. I believe the Lord's just been working on my heart. And now I am more open to be obedient without the permission of others as well, because I, I want to, whatever God wants me to do, that's what I want to do. Whether I have permission from, you know, a leader in the community or my family, but it, if God says, Crystal, go, that's what I want to do. I, I want to do that. I want to surrender. And I no more running God, no more running, no more making excuses. Even though I got hurt, I, I know that you can use that to maybe help others, help other women uh, to heal from their hurt and their pain and their church. And I was telling my husband, I said, there, I know that there's probably many, many people that sit at home and watch online and they're not going back to the church because they are hurt or they have been hurt. And I know that through sharing my story and how the Lord just changed my heart. And really my heart had hardened against God's people. Um, even, uh, even hardened a little bit with God as well, because I was angry that this had happened, knowing 100% that that was what God would want us to do. God wanted us in the ministry. And I, I, I mean, I questioned a lot of things afterwards and doubted a lot. Well, even if it isn't a formal ministry, I think God's called us all into minister, right? Yes. Um, there, we are all called to engage in our community with believers and non-believers alike yes. and share who he is with those we meet. 
Yes. I, and and more, I see that more now that I have said, yes, Lord. Yes, I want to be more obedient. It's like the Lord is showing me things that, you know, at work, that this is where I want you to be at or with just my friends or my family. And this is what I want you to do. This is your assignment now, or this is who I want you to speak to. And, and I'm open to that now. Okay, God, I'm yes, I'm okay with that. Yes, Lord, let's do that. Let's, um, you know, this is what you want me to do. You just, you just go before me and be with me. Was the point of pivot for you when that young man passed away and it just kind of woke you up a little bit? Well, I think I was prepared because in January of this year, 2022, I had COVID and that's when I was struggling. And that's when I had a heart to heart with God because I wanted to know if I had fulfilled my calling, if I had fulfilled my purpose. And that I also wanted to know, because I, I felt like I was done with God and I was done with God, God's people and, and the church and, um, you know, just keeping that wall up, that safety net up against God and against, uh, church people, you know, God's people and all that. But it was then when I let my guard down, because that's when I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and and I was I, my heart had changed. I was hearing God again before I didn't want to hear God. I didn't want to hear what he had to say. I didn't want to hear. And I was running from the voice of God and the face of God. So I, I think COVID really is what just woke me up, it had that divine intervention i really think so and then the young man um that we was in our church he passed away it just broke my heart that i knew without a doubt that the lord had told me to just go visit and i didn't and i didn't have that time we we me and my husband didn't have that time with him because we loved them so much yeah, you missed that chance. And yes. that's heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah. So where are you today? Today I'm I'm just trying to be obedient in what the Lord is having me to do, whatever that may be. I'm asking God every day, what is my next step, God? Uh what is my next assignment? You know, who is the one that I can help today? Who is that one? And so I'm trying to to listen more and to be obedient and and then you know now I'm I'm, I'm starting to podcast a little bit and just share my story with everybody that I know that hey I was running from the Lord um, and now no more running I just want to be obedient and whatever the Lord wants me to do. And I know that I've got a little bracelet here that I keep looking at and it says my story isn't finished. I know that my story isn't finished. God still has plans. And and the verse that I always have always, always is my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, and that is for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I always like to put my name in there. For I know the plans I have for you, Crystal, plans to give you uh, plans to prosper you 
and not to harm you. And I, I have to remind myself of that, that God has plans not to harm me. Even though you, you get hurt by God's people and you go through hard things in your childhood, the trauma, um, God has plans to prosper me and prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. And so that that verse, I really, I, I cling to that verse and say, I know the Lord has plans for me and it's not to harm me. Even though I, I went through some hard stuff when I was younger and I went through some church hurt, it's okay. The Lord has plans for me and it's not to harm me. He has my best interest at heart because he loves me and he loves us. That is something that we need to cling to. And, uh, you know, it, our story may not be the same as yours. Most likely it's not. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be a hard time that we see either in our own life or we have a friend who's going through something. Wow. To just remember that God has good plans and he's with us. He won't leave us. And we may have a bumpy road, but um, he's, he's going to carry us through. Amen. That's, that's so true. That is so true. And even I've, I've lived it out in my life and I see it now. And even, you know, looking back with the church hurt, we've had to go back and to repent of our wrongdoing and uh, maybe, you know, we could have done better or maybe running or leaving wasn't the best option. Uh, but, you know, just forgiving ourselves as well, you know, not just forgiving others, but forgiving ourselves as well. But I look at all of it different now and I look and see that this might have been a divine interruption in our life we will never really truly know for sure why it happened but god allowed it to happen will we ever understand why it happened no uh, maybe not but now i can say i trust you god i trust you you know what's best for us you know what's best for our lives so and then we're just you know, trying to be obedient and whatever the next step is, you know, whatever God says. <laughs> so you mentioned you are working on a couple little podcasts. Now it's going to take me a few weeks before I get this one edited and sent out to everybody. So by the time I have this uploaded and released, you may have some podcasts published. Maybe I'm looking to to stockpile some stuff, some recording, and then maybe in the new year, 2023 in January, and release then and hopefully uh, get those out there. And oh, they have been so good, so good. Uh, and I cannot wait to share them. So you've been chatting with some friends and interviewing people about what God's done in their lives, similarly to what we're doing here, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It's it has been a, a blessing, just to be. Well, I see. I think you know I've done one with my husband as well, and then I did one by myself, and then I've interviewed some, and so it's going to be a mixture of you know some guests and and then myself uh -huh. as well. So uh -huh. wherever and however the Lord leads, yeah. So 
you're stepping out in faith, um, yes. stepping out, learning along the way. And it's, it's a great road to be on. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm open to uh, whatever the Lord would have next. Uh, and I just pray that, you know, we'll pray about what the Lord wants us to do next and that we are more obedient in, in that mm-hmm. with a ho- open heart. Okay. So normally at this point, I'm going to ask you where to find people, where, if they want to connect with you, where can they go? And I know that you are working on developing all that as you're going to be, you have not yet released the podcast, but you're moving towards it. So I'm going to put some links in the show notes that are where they can find you now. And then if they want to find you and follow you now, you'll be updating them. Is that right? Oh, yes. On my Facebook, which is Crystal Lloyd. And then Instagram is Lloyd Crystal. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let them know uh, when we launch the podcast. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's scary, you know, doing something new and stepping out in faith. It's not always easy, but I'm doing this afraid. And like I said, no more running. If this is what God wants me to do, I want to do it. It's interesting how the world changes, how church has changed and Christian community has changed. You know, your husband's still a pastor. You may just end up being a little bit of a online pastor. He may not be vocationally in his work being a pastor, but you guys uh, can be gathering around you people that you can minister to via podcast. Yes. Yeah. And we hope, you know, that's always been our hope in ministry is to help people. And that's always been our goal, you know, to, to help people, to love people, to, to draw them closer to God in a uh, closer walk with Jesus. Crystal, can I ask you to close us out in a word of prayer? Just pray for the moms listening and whatever trials they're going through, we have no idea. Yes, I, I would be glad to. It's my honor, my privilege. Uh, Lord, I just come to you and I just pray, God, for the the Christians, uh, the people um, that have been hurt, Lord, whether it's hurt in their childhood by the trauma and that they've experienced or by church hurt. And that's hard. That is hard to overcome that trauma and hard to overcome the hurt uh, that that people, church and church people have put up on um, them. And help us to love, help us to forgive and to be more obedient. Even though we may not have permission from our leaders or our family members, um, in what you're calling us to do, help us to be obedient in that and know that if, if you are for us, God, who can be against us? Thank you, God, uh, for just the healing in my life. And I pray for those that, that are still struggling with forgiveness and uh, church hurt and maybe some trauma that they've went through in their life and forgiving those that have hurt them, help them to, to forgive Lord and to love and to just a Holy spirit speak to them and help them to be more obedient. Help me to be more obedient. God in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Well, this has been fun. And now that we know we live close to one another and we can Zoom anytime we want, we'll have to get together again. Yes, I would love that. Yes. And next time you're in this area, please look me up and we'll have to do Cracker Barrel again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. That was great. And if I come in your area, I will be knocking on your door. Hey, let's hang out. (laughs) Sounds good. I love having company. Well, friends, thanks for joining us. We are so glad you could be with us today. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.